Hey folks, this is Billy from Dankless Wargaming. Hey, this is Pete the Team Tim War Hawaii. And welcome to The Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast. Our aim is to provide Dark Angels players with the tactical and hobby advice that they need in order to compete and enjoy this wonderful hobby of ours. On today's episode, the April episode that we've kind of brought forward uh, for obvious reasons. If Emergency been reasons. Watching, emergency yeah. reasons on, on top of obvious if you've been following competitive play with the new data balance slate uh we're gonna our data slate we're gonna take a look at that uh in our main segment but before that we're gonna take a look at a big release for the dark angels that you can pre-order right now if you really want to then we're gonna take a look at some current results i played in a team event right after oh, we did our last episode uh so i have some results from that we can talk about I even got to play two of the medalists, so that that's kind of a fun thing to we can look into, as well as looking at the mission secondaries. One of our viewers had requested we talk about and do a breakdown of mission secondaries, so we're going to do some of that. We're going to start that series today with the chapter-specific secondaries for Dark Angels. And as I mentioned, our main segment is going to be the data slate, and then Heath and I will address, or we'll talk about that, and then we're going to check in on our monthly challenge. Not good news for me. And last but not least, we'll look at our community and their comments from the last couple of episodes. All right, so looking at the new releases, big thing that's been previewed recently, and apparently this is going to happen every Thursday going forward until the new Horse Heresy box releases. They have Horse Heresy Thursdays. Uh, it's not as quite as much fun as Taco Thursdays that I had in college, but I'll accept it, especially when they're telling us things like the plastic Spartan assault tank. So they were kind of previewing that's coming out, giving us some of the rundown on it. Right, there's going to be like eight LAS cannons on this thing, and then you can put a multi-melt on top of it if you want. You can put over 20 Terminators inside of this thing, which is... Our... Hold on, did you say 20? Is it 20? No, it might be 20 Legionnaires, like 26 Legionnaires, okay. 13 Terminators. Yeah, I think I've got the Forge rules. Right. I got the 40k Forge rule rules right here if you want to hear it. Okay. Yeah, go okay. go for it. This is what we're getting. We're all going to get one of these when this uh, Horus Heresy box drops. You're damn right. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's 24 power level, and I am okay. frantically scurrying to find the points. Uh, I think um, Battle Scribe said it was like 460 something points. Bare yeah, bones. that sounds about right. Um, so its top data sheet is top profile: 10 inch move, weapon mm -hmm. skill five, ballistic skill three. Strength, toughness, eight, 20 wounds, six okay. attacks, two up safe. Okay. Okay. There's no invul, but it doesn't need one <laughs> because right. of armor contempt. You hit yep. this thing with a last cannon, it's still taking a four up safe. You hit this thing with a multi-melta, it's still taking a five up safe. Yep. So, okay. Um, it's weapons. It has two quad las cannons, which are, yeah. as one would imagine, a heavy four las cannon. But you can replace those with laser destroyers. Laser destroyers are heavy three, strength ten, AP four, D three plus three. I'm into that. Yep. Uh, it also has crushing tracks, uh, which are it's a melee weapon. It's a strength user, so eight AP minus two, D three damage. Uh, and it also has a twin heavy bolter that can be replaced with a twin heavy flamer. Nice. Special rules, uh, angels of death, martial legacy, which means it costs a CP to take. Yep. And it explodes on a D six roll of a six and every unit within D six plus six inches suffers D six okay. mortal wounds. Okay. So big that's pretty, pretty big. 
That can do a lot of damage. Um, transport capacity is 25 chapter infantry. Uh, no Primaris, but Jump Pack, Wolfen, and Terminators count as two. Centurions count as three. Okay. And it does have the Titanic keyword. And it also has War, the... Right? Say again? It's Lord of War? Uh, yeah, it's got the little fisty fist. Okay. So, okay. Lord of War. And... Which means I guess you have to take it in a super heavy attachment, but as long as its faction is marked to the same, then it doesn't really. Then yeah, you don't lose any CP for it. Um, but it has the smoke screens keyword, so you can you can pop smoke yeah. on it. Um, yeah, that's not bad for 500 points. I mean, it'll it's gonna be hard to kill. Um, sure, 20 wounds, tough to say. Five up, you know, like, yeah, base two yeah, up I'm, armor. I'm about it. That's that's not and and uh six D three plus three weapon uh, <laughs> damage yeah. strength ten AP four last cannons is not shabby. Well if it stands still, like if it gets into combat you get to add plus one to hit, or if it doesn't move yep. you get plus one to hit when you shoot, so that's still pretty good. Yeah. Especially yeah. with all of this, you don't get rerolls to hit. I haven't seen things that say you can't add modifiers, so I think that chapter tactic is gonna get a little more important as more codexes yeah. come out and more I can yeah, hear sure. this kind of stuff. For sure. So, yeah, Spartan's definitely not a. That's not a bad. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a big daddy land raider, pretty much. So. Yeah. I just wish it had the old land raider rules where you could charge out of it when you came out of it. Yeah. That would be nice. That's yeah. the thing I need to see. I need to see some assault, some traditional assault vehicles on my land raider type chassis vehicles, so my terminators can come out of it and still charge. Well, I mean, I. They can, but I want the vehicle to move first, and then I get out and charge. Because I'm not. You know what? You know what that needs to be. Like... That needs to be a stratagem that's keyworded to yeah. the Land Raider Crusader. Like you want to, you yeah. want to do the math and take a Land Raider Crusader, then by God, you can charge out of it. But now yeah. we're wishlisting, so. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of wishlisting, maybe for Christmas we want one of the new McFarland Intercessors. So here we are in the fun world of we can get a fully painted huge Space Marine. All right, he's got the winged helmet. He's got the dark angels green. He's got a chain sword. All right, he's twenty dollars. Why wait till Christmas? <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, my point being is, you can go buy a Space Marine Captain right now from Games Workshop, and he's like forty bucks. But you can go buy this like giant version of him for twenty. Size your and he's already head. painted. Yeah, and he's already built and painted. So it's it's one of those silly things, uh, but he looks great. I'm gonna have to get one to put back here at some point, you know, uh, when they come out. Um, and you can pre-order them through McFarlane, Walmart, and a couple other big, um, mm -hmm. I think like Amazon people like that big box stores. And he's about twenty bucks. We don't know about the Spartan plastic kit by itself or what the big box is yet. There's but there has been speculation. We talked about that in last month's episode. Uh, thanks to Spiky Bits, they were the ones doing the data mining and the. Uh, price comparison things that they like to do yeah uh so those are sort of our two big releases um some you know some more information about this forthcoming horse heresy set get excited about and we now can get our own intercessor from mcfarland we don't have to go get the uh the artist proof and paint it ourselves or repaint one of the like the blood angels hellblaster or whatever but they do we sell this in own. an artist proof i think which is pretty cool so if you want yeah. to paint it yourself you can all right, looking at MetaWatch, uh, right the, literally the weekend after the last episode we recorded, I had a team tournament. Uh, hold your breath, folks, because guess my record? 
Oh, Bailey. <laughs> oh, and three. So we've kept, we're going to keep it rolling. Team tournaments since December. I think I'm now one at one out of 12. And the one game I won is because was, uh, at Adepticon, we were doing the, the team tournament and I had a Tau partner, uh, before the data slate. So that, that's my one big win. And it wasn't because of me. <laughs> uh, that being said, this was actually a really fun tournament. I had a pretty good time. Uh, this is where mm-hmm. I noticed my weakness, which I'm glad we're going to talk about secondaries in the second part of this, because this that's what held me back at this tournament. Because let me tell you, we Dark Angels with Thunderhammers, Terminators with Thunderhammers, uh, we play ball. Uh, especially, yeah. like, this is pre-Data Slate, Custodes, I played round one, and Tau. Uh, and, man, let me tell you what, my Thunderhammer dudes did not mess around with these guys like they were throwing haymakers right back at them and i was really i was ha- even though i was losing i was having a great time because i was picking models up left right and center so if you want to go and have fun uh that's sort of my thing right now is hey these thunderhammer storm shield terminators man you go out there and you you can fight with anybody it's great Get the job done so three, three, going, three flat damage hits no 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 yeah. slouch no yeah slouch. and if you have have a squad like i have a i had a five-man squad so five of those going even into Dreadnought with minus one damage, like five of those guys throwing at least three attacks each on the charge, yep. an additional mm-hmm. one for the sergeant. And if you know if you're running a cheeky Ezekiel or uh, no, the you honor can't of the stack. You can't. Like you that, can't yeah. yeah, you can't stack those anymore. I thought there was a stack. Well, one. you you can. So so Ezekiel's rule says it doesn't stack with shock assaults. Honor vehemence is a plus one attack that does not stock with shock assault. Oh, but, but they it doesn't say they can't stock with each other. Yeah, so maybe that that's so they could make this super dumb. Uh, but yeah, that it's it's nice, especially when you get charged and you get your plus one to hit, so you don't have to spend the CP to do honor of the first. Although you could have then hit on twos. Uh, but it's I, I liked it. Uh, so anyway, I played this custodius guy round one. Uh, he took raise the banner, stranglehold, assassinate because I had a bunch of characters because I had the. Um, you know, the slew of characters that you bring in a Terminator list. I brought yeah. the Apothecary. Uh, I did have a Talon Master in Semel because I also ran a Ravenwing attachment with this because I only had about, I had 15 Terminators and then I had six attack bikes, three land speeder tornadoes with the multi-meltos and the assault cannons because I wanted to have DACA because I, I knew I was going to see some stuff I needed to DACA with assault cannons. And, and I still wanted multi-meltos. Sammy in that list. And so, so it was, an, it was a nice mixed list with lots of little tools and things that I like to play with. Uh, so that's the reason he took Assassinate, because I had five characters. Uh, I also had that Deathwing champion that Charlie Andre talked about. Yeah. With uh, the Mastercrafted rel- uh, spear thingy. The yeah, halberd, yeah. The halberd. And every time I played with that guy so far, the reroll charges has been cool. Him charging into combat with stuff and trying to use his halberd, not so cool. Also... Uh, he, mo- I've had him fail his charge mo- more often than not, mm. so he just gets like stomped on before he even gets into combat. And then the one or two, t- uh, I think when I played the Tau guy, he got into combat with a Crisis Suit Commander that had the the Superman gauntlet, and he didn't kill the Crisis Suit guy. And the super, and then he got Superman punched and died because <laughs> uh, he only has that five up invuln. Uh, although I don't know if my opponent remembered he was supposed to be minus one to hit or not, so that may have played a factor, but I don't know. I'm not quite sure. But uh, going to this Custodes guy, I had Stubborn Defiance, uh, see, oh, Deploy Teleport Homers and Grind Them Down. I took Grind Them Down because I thought I could kill 
because I had the Deathwing Terminators, I thought, you know, I might actually be able to kill more of his stuff. And he could kill mine, and I actually was able to do that turn one. I got uh, my melt, multi-melted. I deployed very defensively. He went first. You know, got killed one or two things didn't really with his missile salvos from his bikes, because he had, like, a big blob of bikes, a bike commander, uh, two dreadnoughts, one with a shield, one without, uh, some terminators, and then boys. And, like, he brought his one dreadnought with the spear out, and turn one, and my turn one, I ran out my speeders and my bikes, and or one squad of bikes, because I had another one in strategic reserve, and yeah. I just lit up that dreadnought. I mean, just, like, pick him up. And this is yeah, where having right the down. spear one? Yeah. Because yeah, he only had a five okay. up. I was like, what's the involved on that? Four, what's the involved on that? Five, all right, we're going to go kill that one. Go for that. Uh, then turn two, he moved to the middle of the board. Uh, this is where I made my, I tried to make my big play. I brought in my reserve bikes, uh, and off the side of the table, I had two full squads of bikes, my land speeder squad. I had my rerolls in from Sammy. I had Talmaster the free roll ones. And I went, I kind of split fire a little bit with like my bigger guns into the Terminator squad. And then I put all the Melta into his bike squad because he brought it out from behind cover on his turn two. And then he, he pops the all he the did defensive every, stratagems. He, yeah, yeah, he did all the yeah. things. This is where the data slate would have been nice because he would have mm -hmm. done exactly zero of that because it's a bike squad and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, like, I think doesn't work on bikes. Yeah, it triggers yeah. on infantry. So, like, he would have not have been like this game without that would have been completely different. But even through all this defensive buffs, I still killed like three of them, two or three of them. Uh, and then he, and then I think I charged one of my Terminator squads into him to try and pin him on the middle objective. And then it just was this long, slow, grindy, we're going to punch each other. And he got into my bikes with his captain, with his plus one to wound spear. And he started picking up bikes and land speeders. But my Terminators were, you know, they were taking names as they were going down. And There's not a lot that can, not a lot that can stand up to custodies and hand-to-hand yeah. combat. But Deathwing Terminators are one of those things. Yeah, so, especially yeah. as the fights became more contracted and I had a chance to, you know, get my plus one. The other thing I did that was kind of fun is I, uh, I on my deploy teleport homers, I made that my secret agenda. Mm, and okay. this is something that will come up when we get to talking about that one as a, like our secondary breakdown. When do you use secret agenda on certain ones to get your opponent? Because he, I, because this one of those missions where you had to hold your opponent's objective to get points and actually make them lose points. So I knew he had, and then he took Stringhold, so I knew he had to come to me. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, okay, we're going to hide this one. Because, I mean, we kind of, like, as we were talking our, I knew from the mission that I was going to, he was probably going to have to come from me. And then after he said, oh, I have Stringhold, I was like, oh, I know he's coming for me. So that's why I felt really good about uh, doing Secret Agenda on Deploy Teleport Homes, because I knew I was going to be able to get into his backfield, because he didn't have a lot of models, and he was going to, whatever he had, he had to bring into the middle of the board to score Stranglehold, so he basically opened up his whole backfield for me. Yeah. And uh, that's what my so, Terminators did. So how did you get into his backfield? Just deep striking Terminators, or the yeah, I on the board redeploy? Uh, I deep struck in my relic terminators because I had a squad of those, and I always mm -hmm. deep struck because they didn't have thunder or storm shields. My two, yeah, I had two sense. terminator assault squads that had one was all thunder hammers and storm shields. One had three, and then two lightning claws, and those uh, started on the board just about every game, just so I'd have bodies. Because okay. what ended up happening about every single game is I was using my of my four uh, command points that I had when I started, where I actually got to the start of the game. I spent most of them putting all my Meltas in strategic reserves so they didn't get shot off turn one. Which was kind of a weird thing to do, but I was like, look, I was like, if you have all this Tau shooting and you want to get try and get line of sight of Terminators and dump what can get line of sight into Terminators, that's fine. 
now on my turn, all my Meltas come out, and I'm going to kill something. And it ended up being a lot of shield drones for the most part, but I didn't end up killing all the shield drones, so that on the next hmm. turn, uh, my Terminators got into whatever was left and killed some of that. Uh, and that was round two. But in this, and that just kind of was the theme throughout the, the event, was you know strategic reserving my Meltas, kept them from getting turn one Alpha Strike, forced my opponent to shoot into Terminators that I then healed and resurrected, and had all the field no pains off the uh, the apothecary, and that okay. that helped a lot better than just going. Oh yeah, all these bikes that I have, they're all dead. All my land speeders, mm-hmm. they're all dead. Now I have no way of having any sort of outreach and like reach out and touch you because all I have left are terminators, and you're just going to pin me in my deployment zone. The other thing I had is I did deep strike. I had one squad of red wing bikers that I also strategic reserved, and so I deep struck. Turn two, I deep struck Terminators into his deployment zone, had them deploy teleport homers, and then on his turn three, when I could go into his deployment zone from strategic reserves, then I brought in the bikers in line of sight blocking cover, and they deployed the teleport homer, and the Terminators went and challenged his home base, because he left it, was just hmm. being guarded by like three dudes, and I was like, ah, three, you know, five Terminators, you know, we'll go fight them, we got lightning claws, we'll go fight them. I did not end up winning that fight, even with the bikers coming to help. Uh, which is sad because it really came down to like the last couple dive rolls in turn five where it like sucks. I almost almost flipped and that object. Like if I killed that last guy, because this is where like where their guys get they count as more than one guy. They count as yeah, they count as all their guys count as two for the purposes yeah. of obsec and lookout, sir. Um, so five yeah. yeah five terminators. You need to kill at least one of them to outnumber them, assuming they don't kill any of you back. But right and yeah, yeah. and since they were just lightning claws and combi bolters. I didn't have the invulns to survive some of that. And then he mm-hmm. brought some shooting over because he had some of the Forge World shooty. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the Adrocytes or the... Yeah, yeah I know yeah. what you're talking about. And, yeah, uh, basically a heavy... Like a three-flat damage heavy bolter. Yeah, um, it was, which it is was pretty not good. a small gun. Pretty good. <laughs> so. uh, but it was, it, was, it was close. Like, it literally came down to where I had a chance to score a bunch of points right at the end, and I didn't because I just couldn't kill that one guy. Uh, and I, I think I said, ew, if I didn't say it already, it was 98 to 42, but I really felt like I, I, I had a good time. I mean, he, he was okay. killing my guys. I was killing his guys. Uh, and now with the data slate, I would have killed a lot more of his guys, uh, faster. And mm-hmm. it really, in my opinion, would have changed the game because instead of having a big blob of bikes charging me, he only probably would have had about two or three and I would have picked them up a lot faster than what I yeah. did. Uh, so I, I'm confident that, that going forward with that, that that'll that's a way to go. So how many how many CP did you spend putting all those uh, Ravenwing units in reserve? I'm curious. I think it was two or three. Okay. And a lot of this is from the Adepticon experience, where I played most of that turn without CP and went, eh, it's basically what it is when I do have CP because I end up wasting most of it. So I've just kind of <laughs> taken this philosophy of I'm just going to spend it all pre-game for the most part, and then just play the game and see what happens, uh, and. I, I'll tell you what, I feel a lot more satisfied having bikes and meltas and stuff hidden off the board where they don't die, and then they come in. That's a lot more satisfying than trying to spend one CP to make a minus one to hit and then watch them just dump their whole army guess, into them anyway and they all die. I guess looking at the board and being like, I don't have any place I can reliably keep these guys safe, or there's just yeah. a bunch of indirect fire that is once again been nerfed. Uh, that's yep. Yeah, so that's okay. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah, and that's um, basically what I did. I did with Tau. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Heath. No, I was gonna say, uh, I don't. I don't think I. Yeah. 
So the changes to, well, you would write a very different list if you had armor and contempt, I think, because you'd kind of would naturally de-emphasize storm shields. Well, I don't know. W would you? Would you have changed that list if you had armor and contempt? Uh, I'm not going, I think I'm not going to, I think I'm actually going to run that list because even, because I felt the weakness in this list was not the list. It was me picking secondaries. And so like a lot of my notes, okay. uh, work for this were like, Hey, I should have taken this, like in the towel matchup. I still, I have this note that says I should have taken teleport home or behind enemy lines and then secreted it because the way he came at me, uh, cause this was a, a Dawn of War appointment with a bunch of objectives he came out and got to the middle of the board because I think this is one where, like, if you hold the middle, you get more primary points for holding the middle. So he yeah. rushed to the middle of the board and left all sorts of holes in his backfield that I could have gotten to. Because I in that one, I took engage in all fronts, raised the banners, and I didn't know what else to do. And I had I don't know what I was thinking, especially since I put all my bikes in strategic reserve turn one. But I mm -hmm. took Codex Warfare because I thought, oh yeah, I'll do this, this, and that, blah blah. And then I went, oh wait, I don't have strategic or brilliant strategist. So I'm not going to score, and all my heavy weapons are in strategic reserve. So I'm not scoring anything here. And then I had I've to get literally to the never taken codex warfare. <laughs> yeah, and I had okay. to go so yeah. fast into uh, um, assault doctrine to make my terminators actually get through the crisis suit armor that I didn't spend time trying to shoot things. I did score two points yeah. though because I did get into the assault doctrine and I did go kill things in melee. So I did get two points, but yeah, that was just not good. Would have done a lot better with some of these other ones, um, but that was another one where I kind of hit as much stuff off the board as I could. I did leave. I did have one Terminator squad kind of get left out in the open, lost three Terminators out of, and that was my Hammer squad. And I decided to sacrifice my Apothecary to bring one back. And then these guys charged from behind line of sight blocking terrain into a Hammerhead, and then just hammer down, just smash the other living daylights out of it mostly because he thought he could kill them all in his shooting phase. And he shot at me on his turn after I charged him and wounded him and didn't hit me with the big gun. So he didn't wound me with the big gun. So I didn't take any mortals. And so basically I took no damage. And then on his turn, I went, okay, now we're going to finish the job. Hammer time. And then they just went and sat on an objective for the rest of the game. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm done trying to kill these. Like he just ignored so, them. So he just rolled a one to wound on the, on the hammerhead yeah, basically. and didn't, and didn't, didn't CP it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that seems like a silly uh, decision, but all right. And this is one of those where, like, uh, looking at the primary, like, I scored really well in the primary against him because, like, he had 12 with a plus 2, 8, and then he started, then towards the end of the game, he only scored 4 and 4 in his primaries at the end of the game, and then I hmm. had 0 turn 2, but then I had 8 with a plus 2, 8 with a plus 2, and then I scored 12 on my final turn. Okay. So, like, there was this period where, like, yeah, I was getting shot at by this Riptide and, and the crises and things, but there was sort of this slow push out from behind the cover, you know, charging through, you know, from behind cover into his stuff, a line of sight blocking cover, that is, into his stuff and punching and killing and slowly smashing his stuff, smashing through all the shield drones. Uh, and I was, well, I was feeling what it. What was your final score again? Uh, I actually, let's see, did I do the math around this? I did. This one was 79 to 58. And this is where if I had taken better secondaries, it would have been a lot closer because the primary score was 34 him, 32 me. So that tells okay. me that the game was lost on secondaries. And one of the things that helped me is he took to the last and I killed two of his to the last units. So he mm. only got five from that. And then on his, he had a Tau specific secondary where he had to go to like table quarters or sides and investigate them with his 
stealth suit. So he got max on that. And then he got max assassinated. He killed all my characters because I had to start sacrificing him to try and kill his stuff. I had to bring him out in the open and fight him. And then he'd just fall back and kill them. Mm, okay. Um, but if I had taken, because like I, uh, I think I mentioned he, my Thunder Hammer dudes, they sat and objective the whole rest of the game, and he ignored them. Well, they were within within twelve inches of his deployment zone. So if I had taken them and run to deploy teleport homers, I well, I did have engage for eight. I probably wouldn't have gotten more than eight doing teleport homers than doing that. So that was probably all right. Uh, but if I had taken behind it, oh, behind me lines. Mm. Well, you can't take, but so behind me lines oh, and could, engage uh, c- conflict with each other. Because they're both yeah, I saw, uh, they're both battlefield supremacy, but yeah, yeah, I probably I probably still could have gotten more with behind enemy lines, and then I could have dropped, raised the banners, and gotten more points running uh, deploy teleport homers. I think mm. I probably could have gotten away with it, maybe or drop codex or codex warfare. Oh yeah, and definitely would have not taken that. I would have should have definitely taken taken uh, teleport homers else. instead of that. Yeah. I can't remember if I ended up killing his commander suit or not, but that would have been a fun one for martial interdiction because then I could have, because I had stuff to kill him. What would have killed him would have been that stuff, and that would have scored me some points there. But uh, martial interdiction yeah, is, a, is, a, is a touchy one. You got to be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. We could we could talk about that one in the future. Yeah, uh, in just a little bit actually. I would think. I think I got some notes on that. All right, and then my last game I played Iron Hands, and I had somewhere else. Uh, there was another event I was going to go to at my olden place of employment uh it was a long day uh i thought i'd pick myself into an advantage into uh, you know a list that advantaged me or was advantageous to me against iron hands then i actually saw the list on the table and i went mm. he had like two drop pods i had drop pod devastators like all crazy and then he had a bunch of dreadnoughts and and then i just did not play well, did not have good secondaries, did not kill anything, and this was 92 to 57, and I was, by the end of it, I was just like, man, I I rushed this, I rushed the whole thing, I rushed deployment, I rushed secondaries, rushed the way I played, and, I mean, we got the whole game in in like an hour and a half, deployment Ooh. to the end of turn five, uh, but I just left points on the table, didn't kill anything, really and was just very fresh like I, I just had enough like this is one of those things where like i used to play all the time and i haven't been because i've moved and changed jobs and things and i've played this guy before and i've you know I've, I've been able to beat him pretty regularly so like i had this idea in my head of what i was going to be able to do and i was like oh i'm gonna go out there and try and score points for my team because i think this is one i can win and i didn't and it was just sort of the weight of you know, losing a lot at Adepticon, losing at the team tournament in December, losing all day that day. I was just sort of like, you know what? I'm done with Warhammer right now. I need to go do something else. And so I was just that's like, fair. all right, we're just going to play through this fast. I'm done. I'm I'm ready to. And and that's the thing that happens with tournaments, especially if you're playing a lot. Like I just did Adepticon a couple weeks before this, so it's just like it was probably too much Warhammer and too little amount of time, and you got to space it out. And Mental I fatigue and is a real thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Especially that that last game on a date on a tournament day, um, yeah. a lot of people don't think about it, but thinking actually burns calories, uh, and you can you can throw yourself off if you're not properly taking care of yourself for the for yeah. that last game of a tournament. Um, so you know, e- eating right, making sure you're hydrated, yep. you know, getting just you can you can make some dumb decisions after eight or ten hours of intense mental effort. Yep. that you would not otherwise make uh and it's 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 understandable so likewise you're like you know what i'm not enjoying this right now and it's a game 
I need to I need to stop. Yeah. Also, yeah. also as as understandable. So. And nothing against him, and he was kind of the same way. So like it was <laughs> just like we were both kind of happy that that game did not go the time. We're like, okay, we're done. Uh, I guess the one thing I did forget about uh, round two with the Tau players that he and I have this outstanding bet. Like, no matter what we're playing, his name is Brian, great guy. No matter what army he... he I've been playing Dark Angels. He kind of changes around things. Last time I played, I don't think he had Tyranids at a tournament. But whoever mm-hmm. wins the game has to buy the other guy a drink. So even though I lost to Tau, like, I was taunting him the whole time. I was like, you still oh, got you Tau beer. beer. Yeah, yeah, still I still got, got a beer. beer. The other funny thing is that was the mission we are not allowed to have units deployed in No Man's Land. Hmm, and okay. he didn't read that rule until after we'd finished deploying and he'd put his stealth suits and his ghost kill and stuff all over the board. Aww. And because we're good friends and it's Chris's store, our buddy, my buddy Chris, I just started screaming and jumping around and waving my arms. Chris, Chris, I need a DQ. DQ this guy. He's, ch-, you know, because he was the team captain and he's playing the medalist. I was just like messing around. Well, the funny thing is that Chris knew exactly what had happened. And that was that one of the other guys at the table who, tournament who goes there a lot that also plays Dark Angels had mm-hmm. uh, taken the styrofoam cup that uh, I had coffee in earlier and put Knob Creek in it. <laughs> and so as, I've been as sipping a gentleman on that. does. That's a good choice. And, Knob Creek's a and, fine is a fine spirit. And so uh, so Chris looked over at those at him and this other guy that's also been been a, a gentleman at tournaments to me before and was just like, all right, which one of you two did this? Hmm. And he's like he's like he's not mad at me. He's like, you guys did this. You're responsible. And they're like, it wasn't me. It was one of them. I'm not going to write out which one it was, although I think Chris knows. Uh, but let's just say the the Dark Angels boys were loyal to each other, and we help each other out. So anyway, that was a fun war story from there that it didn't really have anything to do with the 40k. Uh, don't try that uh, unless you're you know you're really good friends with everyone involved, which I was. But it's a story we'll probably sit around and laugh about for years to come. So I'm glad I did it. Especially since I lost, and I needed something to laugh about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, sh- uh, shall we move on to the, the balanced status slate? Uh, did you want to talk about the secondaries real quick? The oh yeah, let's do that specific first. ones. So this was—I can't remember which uh, person sent asked us last month, but somebody asked us to talk to kind of do this, go look through uh, secondaries specifically, like how we would take care of them. So this is the second part of Meta Watch this month because. Uh, turn results are kind of shaky at the moment, uh, especially for Dark Angels players. Although I've been hearing through the grapevine that with because of Armor of Contempt, you're going to see Deathwing Terminators everywhere. So we're going to see some medalists, hopefully. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, and yeah. we'll get some more into my opinions about that later. But we're going to take a look at some secondaries. Uh, again, I need this more than just about as much as anybody else, if not more, because secondaries is what killed me at this tournament. Uh, we're going to look at the faction-specific ones. So we're going to start with Martial Interdiction, which you mentioned earlier. This is a Purge the Enemy secondary. So if you take this, you cannot take no prisoners to the last or grind them down. All right? Uh, and this yeah. is the one where you pick an enemy unit or a character, and if you kill them, you have to kill them, and I believe it has to be in melee, and you score points. So the Nakaman secondaries... If you take Purge the Enemy is Assassinate, Titan Hunter, and bring it down. So, okay. to the last and no prisoners or no mercy, no respite. Okay, I must have mixed up my cards earlier when I was making my yeah. notes. My bad. Uh, so, so um, this is the one where you have to kill something in close combat, an enemy character that you pick before the game so your enemy knows. This is the one where, like, I'd love to give this secret agenda, but 
it like it's pretty obvious it when you go that guy is special and they're like why is he special he's no, special just, you have to specifically nominate him for the purposes of yeah. the thing so you can't you can't hide it just like you can't you're not allowed to do actions that don't yeah. have a meaning you can't be like i'm doing a this action but don't actually have yeah yeah um uh, and then you have to so if you kill him in close combat, you get a certain amount of points. If you kill him with an inner circle or a deathwing oh. unit or inner circle unit or ravenwing, I think. No, no, I think it's inner circle or deathwing. Then you get more points, and then if the unit that kills him survives the battle, you max out the secondary. It's something along those lines. Yeah. So, so important point of distinction, and and correct me if you said if you actually said this right. So. After both sides are deployed, before the first turn begins, your opponent has to select a character model in their army. Oh, so okay. You don't get to pick it. Your opponent has to pick it. At least the way okay, it's worded in the I codex. I don't think that's been FAQ'd. So, okay. so, yeah, it's not like, you know, you. it is a very, very niche mm. case. Um, Dang, well, that really changes what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I see this as, like... If it's a chaos list, or um, honestly, with knights coming out, this is honestly a probably yeah, a pretty good anti knight anti knight thing. He's like, okay, well, I have to kill this thing, and killing knights in close combat is not a big lift for Deathwing Terminators no. with with Thunderhammers. So, um, and if you, yeah, so you 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 very clearly have to kill it in melee. You, oh, yep. so you have to kill it in melee. That's that's all there is to it. Um, but killing, so I, th I think it's a good anti-knight choice uh, yeah. going forward. Um, other time you're going to see it is if they've just got a, a raw, like I push everything forward, wog, yeah. or you know, for the dark gods, and every character is coming forward to kill you. Yeah. Uh, that is that it's probably a reasonable choice. Uh, so, I assume like like Nemesis Dread Knights. Like if the only characters in their army are Nemesis Dread Knights, like they're gonna come fight you. So make them pick one, and then you go I, kill that guy. I would. I don't know about that because Nemesis Dread Knights have a lot of weird movement shenanigans. That's also true. They can. So they have a they have themselves. a they have a thing where like when you declare them as a target for shooting, I think it's shooting, they can just like boop teleport. <laughs> so oh, okay. Um, I would. I need to look at the Grey Knight look book again because I'm not super familiar okay. with it, but it could be a good choice. So if you're looking at an army that has like it's very clear that they're using beat stick characters to beat on yep. you, martial interdiction might be a good choice. Now you have to yep. have inner circle or and Deathwing to take advantage yep. of it. That being said, Samael has inner circle. Yes, he does. This is one of my big points. So yeah, look at you need some Ravenwing characters in this list. Yeah. So Samael, um, and it has to be melee. So your, I guess you could give a Talon Master a Heavenfall Blade, but that's not really. I don't know. I'm actually a Primaris, little. I'm, don't forget the Primaris Chaplain on bike. You can give him a big mace. You can give him a big because he's because chaplains yeah. are inner circle because they're chaplains. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the key with having the Ravenwing yeah. guys. Uh, is that then you can then swift strike them away. The one time I pulled this off with the Ravenwing champion, I went in, hit this guy's war boss because I thought I could pick him, but like he was the only character he basically had was this one war boss, so he probably would have picked him anyway, knowing knowing Chris. Actually, and I and I ran in, 
fought him, killed him. Swift struck away and then just ran around with this bike dude the whole game so he couldn't kill yeah. him and maxed out my points. So I don't think a Ravenwing chaplain is inner circle. I because because that's a that's a basic space that's, marine book data sheet, and it says if he's on a bike, he if you're dark angels, true. he gets Ravenwing, and inner circle is awarded specifically out of the dark angels codex to Deathwing models that don't have it. Um, as we all turn and look at our books <laughs> real quick, yeah, that's so a key distinction. Because you but, have to, because for me, for this to work, you really want to have a Ravenwing character like Sammy, who has that big sword, who can fly over things when he charges in and fly out of over things when he swift strikes away. Like you have to have some sort of flying character to really make them scary. Otherwise, they're just gonna hide that thing from your Terminators the whole game, and you're not gonna get to them. So having this like yeah. mobile character unit that can run in and fight them is what's uh, scary. Yeah, it's so. on page forty-two of the main rulebook. Ravenwing units and Dark Angels attachments that do not already have Jink gain Jink. Deathwing and Inner Circle units and Dark Angels attachment that do not have Inner Circle gain Inner Circle. So the Ravenwing Chaplain, or sorry, the Primaris Chaplain on a bike, already has Ravenwing, which means he would get Jink, because that's not on his data sheet, but he would not get Inner Circle. I, I don't think. Um, that needs to be again. fixed because he's a Chaplain. <laughs> let yeah, me call my friends, but, let but me call my friends at Games Workshop. He's not an Interrogator Chaplain. And there are there is a That's difference. True. There are chaplains, and then there are interrogator chaplains that know the real truth. So, and and you can take chaplains that are not read into the deeper mysteries. Yeah, because the Primaris chaplain doesn't have the Deathwing keyword either. Yep. Yep. But and then you can take a chaplain ones, on a. You can take a chaplain, or you can take an interrogator chaplain. Interrogator okay. chaplains get inner circle. A chaplain so in Terminator those. Army does have the Deathwing keyword and therefore will get, yep. Yep. The, get the keyword. Yep. Okay. So you need a Deathwing Chaplain and Terminator Army. Armor, that being which said, also I've... means uh, librarian. a librarian uh, with Might of Heroes would uh, also count in Terminator Army. Terminator Armor. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure... I don't remember exactly where it is in the rule, but... Uh, rights of initiation. I think that's for captains and lieutenants mostly, though, in the HQ slot. So captains can be upgraded, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't list a uh, a data sheet. A data sheet. It just says captain. So I'm pretty yeah. sure if you really wanted to, you could upgrade a captain on a bike to be Deathwing. And he would also get the uh, Ravenwing yeah. keyword. And because he has the Deathwing keyword, he would then get the Inner Circle keyword. And then you could build your own Smash Captain on there a bike that would be able to do this. That's pretty yeah. complicated to be able to do this one, to have the option to take this one secondary. Honestly, your better bet, just take Sammy uh, and maybe a <laughs> Ravenwing champion. Ravenwing hey, champions are actually pretty good. Hey, you can actually take a look at this. Uh you can put any transport that can hold Terminators into the Deathwing yep. for 10 points. So that Spartan... Spartan. Let's go. <laughs> the Spartan let's can go. be in a circle, too. <laughs> let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm just envisioning a Spartan just, like, rolling over a character. Like, well, I killed him in melee. Oh, <laughs> now yep, you got to yep, kill the, the Spartan. Ravenwing ch the Ravenwing champion is inner circle. So is the Apothecary. Yep. So if yes, you need the real cheeky and the mm -hmm. Ancient. They're, they're all in there. Yep. And so, uh, Black Knights. Black Knights are also inner circle. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. 
So um, Ravenwing Apothecaries aren't going to kill nothing in close combat. Ravenwing Champions, however, yes, they, those guys can those guys can slap. So especially if you give them that big sword that only champions can take, very yeah. spicy. Yeah, um, I, I'm a I am a fan of the Heavenfall Blade because uh, it gives you the extra yeah. attack and it's AP minus four, which means uh, it's AP minus five in the Assault Doctrine, which means it's still going to kill other Space Marines even through Armor Contempt. But yeah. Okay. All right. So, so, so that's that one. Uh, Death on the yeah. Wind is next. That's no mercy, no respite. Uh, and since I obviously did this wrong uh, on what you can't not take with that, because uh, I messed up my notes earlier, that would be uh, no prisoners, grind, and to the last. Okay. So I just swapped those around. That's what. I did. Let okay, me so tell you, you my prisoners. opinion. Let me tell you my opinion on Death on the Wind. Here is when you're going to take Death on the Wind. Is when you take a a full on gloves off. Um, yeah. I want to go fast. Bravewing yeah. list. Um, I built a list. The list I have in my case right over here that I have not been able to go and play for the last two weeks because I was sick this week and I had oh. to learn how to play kill oh, team right. last week. You missed. A, you were supposed to go to a tournament, weren't you, Heath? No, that's this oh, okay. coming weekend. It's not a tournament. Oh, nice. It's okay, a good. it's a con. Right, I'm, I'm volunteering right, good, for good, the good, tabletop good. gaming at a con, but well, I'm glad you're um, not missing that. Yeah, no, me too. The so death on the wind is if you have a ravenwing unit that kills something when in a turn that it either a charged or two move more than twelve inches, and this was FAQ'd, you have to actually have more than twelve inches of displacement on the board. Yeah. Um, so. Starting point and end point has to be more than twelve inches. You can't you yeah. can't say you've moved in a circle and moved twelve inches. Then you get two victory points. This is very good. But don't take this if you've got like two units of Ray Wing attack. No, mouse. yeah, do not do that. I don't think that's a good no. play. <laughs> so it's, it's terrible. I've done it a lot. Don't do it. It's terrible. Also, unless you have a full on no now, if it's like Tyranids, like MSU Tyranids for some reason, or yeah. Guard. Okay, maybe, right? Kill yeah. you know, every time you kill 10 guardsmen, you get two victory points. Roger that. That sounds fantastic. But um having you know th this is to reward you if you play a full-on yeah. hard Ravenwing list where everything you kill is gonna give you the points and you will max this out. I think Thomas Ogden said that he would traditionally max this out on turn one. Yeah. With a full raid wing list. Yeah. And I think Which that's I where it has to be. See. Because yeah. it's just you do not have enough stuff otherwise to to just kill everything. Like it just anytime I've tried like even in the list I ran at this tournament, I thought about this one and then didn't because I'm like, I only have so much Ravenwing and it always dies first. It always gets targeted down because it's the Meltas. And so if I don't go out there and burst something down and you know, I might run out there, kill one thing, get two points, and then all my Ravenwing stuff dies, and I don't score anything the rest of the game. So that's something you really, really got to watch out for on this one. And and again, this is where I think you have to have a mix of melee and shooting. Like, you have to be able to go in there and charge and fight people. And the problem is, unless you have characters, the best weapon you have is a chainsword. Mm -hmm. And you especially hear with armor the... contempt around, it's not that great. <laughs> you want to hear the list I wrote that's going to that's, that's take this? Oh yeah, this. bring it out. Bring it out. Let's hear it. Um, This is... 2,000 points, one outrider detachment. Oh, uh, oh boy. Samael, uh, yep. a Talon Master with Brilliant Strategist, 
uh, Arbiter's Gaze and Rites of yep. War. There he is. Because he's the, the Warlord with two Warlord traits. Yep. A Ravenwing Champion with uh, the Reliquary of the Repentant. And he's the Chapter Champion uh, with the Imperium Sword. Yep. And then a squad of three attack bikes with Multimeltas. Another squad yep. of three attack bikes with Multimeltas. Another squad of three attack bikes with Multimeltas. Yeah. A squad of three tornadoes with Multimeltas and yep. assault cannons. Another yep. squadron of three uh, tornadoes with Multimeltas and tornadoes. And then a Landspeeder Vengeance with a heavy bolter and a plasma cannon, the, the super plasma cannon, the plasma storm battery. And then two dark talons. Yeah, OPSEC not required for this. Don't need it. I've got three of it. I've got I've got three of them, but oh, I guess not required. <laughs> yeah, so, not necessary. Um, and but but you'll note I put rights of war on the tout and the land speeder. That's right. Because so I'm trying to keep that. the land speeder alive so that he can be like, Hi, I'm on your objective yep. now, and now it's my objective. So yep. I would this was I wrote this list before Armor Contempt came out. Uh, I would yep. change a couple things probably. I'm actually would probably go away from the 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 Talon Master because depends on what's in your meta. AP minus one and AP minus two, in my opinion, is probably not quite cutting it these days. Uh, and I'm going to be shopping around for a lot more plasma, a lot more AP three, a lot more AP four. Um, okay. So I don't know what I would replace that with. I'll figure it out. But those Dark Talons, in case you don't remember what Dark Talons do, they <laughs> shoot mortal wounds. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't care about uh, your armor of contempt. I'm going to open a warp rift on your head. Well, and the other big thing too, uh, especially if you start to see more of the like, you can only be wounded so many times per phase. If mm -hmm. those rules keep popping up, especially in these night books coming out, I wouldn't be surprised if these are in there. Uh, or going forward, like with the the uh, the leagues of Votan, uh, they can fly over something in the movement phase and drop a bomb on it for mortal wounds. That's how I've killed Gazgol a couple times. That is times. not. That was the eighth edition version. The ninth edition version is what drops over you, and that's what it, it, uh, you can't fall back. That's what the stasis bomb does now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But the eighth edition that was that was a thing, okay. and it was very good. It was a very cool thing. Yeah, and it was very necessary to try and kill some of these people. <laughs> with these yeah, doing wounds in the movement phase was great. So, yeah. Um, so, death in the wind. Let's end. I think you're gonna. It's gonna be in your back pocket in a full Ravenwing list. Yeah. Uh, the downside was custodies because they just didn't have that many units available to kill. However, Custodies are probably going to go from 20% of the meta back down to, like, 4. So, okay. I'm yep. fine. Yeah. It's it's there to, to help out a dedicated Ravenwing player. And I think that Ravenwing list is honestly, with Armor Contempt, much more accessible. Yep. Because they're not going to die nearly as fast. All the massed yep. AP1 stuff that, was, that just killed Ravenwing super quick yep. is now not a problem so all right yep and then the lastly this is the big baddie the big scary the oh my gosh dark angels are broken secondary uh and that is stubborn defiance this comes in the battlefield supremacy section this one i do have right this is the engage on all fronts behind enemy lines and stranglehold not allowed if you take this and this is the one where you have to have you in with obsec sitting on an objective in your deployment zone, and for and based on the consecutive turns of you controlling that objective in your command phase, uh, you score points. And so basically, if you hold that objective for four command phases, you score fifteen points. So two Very good. plus three. That's so. Yep. First one is two. 
two, three, four. Oh. No, you have to, yeah, you have, yeah, you hold it for four turns. So if yeah. you get kicked off it on turn the end of turn, if you kicked off it after your fourth command phase, you've maxed it. So basically, yeah. on turn five, you can move out. Um, yeah. The thing, so stubborn defiance is a great secondary. It is one of the most powerful secondaries in the game. Yeah. Uh, it has a couple of very specific limitations, and most people are very aware of them because it dominated yeah. the Space Marine play for probably the first for most of 2021. Um, the thing is, you are it has to be an obsec unit, and it has and you have to hold it consecutively. So yeah. if they have a fast unit that can knock you off of obsec, then on turn three, you just lost a lot of points. And, you're yep. and you do not have the opportunity to get those points back. Yeah. Because you have to hold it for consecutive phases. So That's, this this was a big thing in that Custodes game because the bikes counted as more than one model and they're fast and I knew they could get into me. And that's why when I played a Custodes player at the tournament I was just in, turn two, I, I did ask one of my teammates, like, should I do it? Is it time to go in? And he was like, it was my roommate, Jacob. So he's like, always. And I like attacked him because I was like, you know what? If I want to get points on the secondary i have to keep his bikes away from my deployment zone because that bike squad was big enough with the times two modifier he was just going to take it from me if he, if he just flew over and charged in i was going to not score points so i had to try and charge him fight him and pin him in a corner a little bit and keep him off of me uh and that's and that's something you have to think about when you take the secondary like i determined in december i tried to deploy back and hold it and it did not work very well uh, because I didn't have any screens, and this orc player just screamed across the board with advanced rolls, charged me, took it from me, because 30 boys versus 10 Terminators, yeah, Terminators lose. Yeah. Uh, when and I played a Necron player and I had a screen, did a lot better, got my 15 points. So you have to have some... It could be other Terminators, it can be Terminators and characters, but you have to put something between the squad holding the objective and your enemy. Otherwise, it's kind of a waste. Then the other issue is points... When I play this Iron Hands guy, I realize that by putting my Thunder Hammer Storm Shield guys down on it, yeah, they're tanky. Yeah, he can't drop his, you know, if uh, if I screen well, I screened him well, so like he didn't drop his Devastators in on, you know, light him up. And then I went, you know what? I could have just put my Relic Terminators there with Obsec, picked up my Thunder Hammer guys, and then thrown them out to actually like go do things. And mm -hmm. for a lot less points, scored 15 on the secondary. Instead of throwing the Relic Terminators out, actually ended up dro dropping the, the Relics, picking up with the the Teleport Homer, the Thunderhammer. Actually, the Thunderhammer guys just charged through the wall to go fight a Dreadnought. Um, but I really messed that up based on screening and, and terrain on that board. I could have just put a cheap Terminator unit on that objective and maxed out Stubborn Divines because he wasn't going to get to me through all of my screen units and all my bikes and everything else and stop me from getting 15 in that game. And I, and I wasted a lot of points. So, and that had something that held me back previously where I was like, Oh yeah, all the thunder hammers, all the storm shields, uh, run the ancient with the minus one damage banner, throw all the defensive buffs on these guys so they don't die. And I just put so many resources into trying to score these 15 points that it stopped me from scoring points other places. And there were some games where people had enough power power where they're like, I don't care. I'm just going to go kill yeah. your stuff anyway. That, like, I, it, I acknowledge that you're going to own that one objective. I'll have these other four, and I'm going to win the game on that. Yeah. So uh, one thing I'm going to point out here is that 
read the wording on this very carefully. It says you have to control that objective for four yep. consecutive command phases. It in no way implies that you have to c control the objective for the intervening phases of the game between that. So you can yep. move off it as long as you get back on it by the next by your next command phase, right? Or if you oh, I see where we're lose going. it in his turn and have some shenanigan with which to get back on it um, with, like, out-of-phase movement or charge or heroic intervene and then pile yeah. in, that is perfectly legitimate if if there's a okay. way to pull that off. But, you know, I, I don't have a, you know, a scenario in my head where that's yeah. a thing. Um, but, but it's possible. And yeah, yeah. that does not, imp you know, invalidate the strategy or the, the objective, right? Consecutive yeah. command phase. Uh, the way I usually take this in green wing lists is I will bring one or two squads of uh, infiltrators. Yeah, yeah. And infiltrators are great because they're obsec. You just plop them on that objective and they sit there. And while the rest of your stuff is pushing forward to take the middle of the board, right, or, or meet, and they prevent your opponent from deep striking in behind you to take that objective. Now, I would usually yeah. have one unit of intercessors and a unit of infiltrators, and the infiltrators would be on the objective turn one, and then the, the intercessors are doing something else. And then turn two, the uh, infiltrator, the intercessors would move to the objective, toe touch it, pick up the infiltrators into guerrilla yep, tactics. tactics. Yep. And then turn three, the infiltrators are going to come down back in their backfield somewhere to score, yep. engage, or deploy, or something like that. Um, yep. One other thing to point out with Stubborn Defiance is you have to control it in the command phase. That means you have to start the game with your feet on that damn objective. Yep. You can't start off it and then move on to it in turn one. That does not work. You, you will... It would. This just means you have to control it till, till turn five. Yeah. So you have to start the game with your feet on that thing. So, yeah. yeah. I think the key here, is, at least for me, and it sounded like I'm hearing it from you, Heath, is that even though this looks really easy on the surface, it is very complicated uh, based on the the, the the way it's scored and then the fact that people know it exists, they've played against it a lot, and they know how to stop it. So this is not just yeah, an it's, automatic... It's a known points. quantity... It's a solved problem. Um, if you and once again, like like all Space Marine play is resource constrained. Uh, yep. You've got so many. You know, you've you've got these tools available to you to solve the problem of the battlefield, and your tools are elite, so you don't have many of them, but they're high quality, and so you have to extract the most value out of those yep. limited tools that you have. Unlike you know Guard or Tyranids, where You've got hundreds of models, and they're all trash. But the thing is, they interact with the physical board in the exact same manner that a Space Marine does, right? Yeah. Where they're one guy, and they deep strike screen nine inches around them. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of an of a from going from a known quantity to a lesser known quantity because it's only been around for one weekend of events, and I haven't had a chance to really look into those. We're going to move on. And to it didn't the even count for last weekends of events. Nobody Good. played it, as far as I can tell. So, so nobody knows mm. this, knows what this is, uh, and that is the new balanced data slate has come out. And the big thing for Dark Angels that came out of this data slate, uh, aside from Custodes getting nerfed, which would have been very helpful for me, 
is this Armor of Contempt rule that's come out, which this was there was a stratagem for vehicles that gave you Fiendal Pain against Mortal Wounds that's been yep. around for two editions now. Well, now it's just a rule for everybody. And Heath, what does this rule do? So the way this is worded, it says, for Adeptus Astartes, Sanctic Astartes, so Grey Knights, Heretic Astartes, so you know, uh, and <laughs> and uh, Sisters of Battle, so Adeptus Sororitas, uh, then you, every time an attack is allocated to them, you worsen the AP characteristic of that attack by one. That is baller. So yeah. there are some restrictions, and those restrictions are basically if you have a, basically if you have a storm shield or a combat shield, something that gives you a plus yeah. one to save, right? So your storm shield, your combat shield, or a relic, or a relic shield, which is the one with the, the dead dude on the front that gives oh, you yeah, a, yeah, it's a storm yeah. shield with a five up against mortal wounds. Um, four up against mortal wounds? I don't know. I've never used it. And I think it's a five up. Or, or something along those lines, then you yeah. don't get the benefit of armor contempt because that would just be dumb. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 not AP minus ignore AP minus one, uh, like or like what is it like a Eandon is, uh, yeah, or yeah. the Salamanders were. It's just all your stuff improves its AP by one, or it's yeah. it's resistance AP by one, which is amazing. Let me point yeah. something out. What was our thing that we always about? Pardon me, sailors coming out. Um, that why we don't take land raiders or why we don't take vehicles. Oh, because there's too much big stuff that just pops them. Yeah, they don't have invul saves. They yeah. don't have invul saves. Now they've all got invul saves. Think about it. If I shoot a last cannon at something that's got a three up save, it takes a six up. Well, now it takes a five up. So effectively, yeah, it's basically against impulse. against most, you know, probably eighty five to ninety percent of the anti armor weaponry out there, AP minus three yeah. is your standard anti armor profile. It's got a five up invul. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. All your all your dudes, all your space marines against ape against plasma get a five up save. Standing there, you know, on the you know, with, out of cover. In cover, yeah. in light cover, you get a four up save against plasma. Yes. Yeah, Cuz you have good. two up save from cover and you ignore one of those and so now you're taking a four up save. Yep, that's pretty good. That's this yeah. is where like the people have been complaining about firstborns. Like, where did they go? Like, I think you're going to start to see some more of these. I, I, there's some. So I've actually was thinking on the way home. I was thinking about taking assault marines. Yeah. Because now I think they're durable enough to make a play of it, and you can use you can use their speed. You can use their weapons. The yep. fact they can take plasma pistols, and you can actually use that hammer of wrath rule. Yeah. Um. I'm not. I'm warm, not ashamed right? to admit that. Land raiders, bro. Land raiders. Yeah. <laughs> you shoot a last cannon at a land save. raider, and it has a four up save. Yeah. You shoot a multi melt at a land raider, and it's got a five up save. Land raiders are. I mean, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I'll. Well, I'll, I'll play one. I'll do it. Well, and that's basically one of my things. I want to get my Gladiator out. That thing yeah. was so much fun to play with. The The one that has the two multi-melta, twin multi-meltas and the two twin Laz talons, or the twin mm -hmm. Laz talons. Because that, that's eight anti-tank shots coming out of this tank in a turn, and you, you run a little tech marine behind him to heal him, give him plus one to hit. So this guy's running around, hitting on twos, throwing eight really powerful dice at things. Yeah, and now, and now he has some more survivability. So I definitely want to take him out. Whenever there's a big rules update like this, 
there are units that I've painted that I really enjoy that are not necessarily competitive that whenever there's a rules change like this, they're like, I go play a game with them. I go get them out. And I'm like, I have to play a game with this to see what they do. Like a land raider, the gladiator. Uh, I've been wanting to play assault Marines. As I'm glad you brought them up for a long time because I watched my buddy, Chris beat his head against the wall playing orcs. And one of the things that he found is that storm boys as action monkeys are insanely good. And then he was running them as, I mean, you can't really do this with dark angels unless you run rights of war. Uh, but he found a way to make his storm boys obsec. So having a, a, an infantry unit that moved 12 inches that has an obsec is really annoying uh, for an opponent, which you can still do that with dark angels. You just have to position things better. You just don't take death skulls, but having a little five man squad of guys with jump packs that can deep strike in whatever they want. They can fly over all the terrain. They can zip in and out of places, challenge objectives. It's pretty useful. And then they have yeah. chain swords that got buffed. So, because they get the plus one attack, and they get this uh, sh shock assault, and they have minus one AP going to minus two AP, of course, armor of contempt uh, negates a lot. This is where an armor of contempt I don't like, is that basically uh, combat doctrines in the mirror match, just forget about them. They don't exist. But I knew you were going to bring this up, and let me provide a okay. counterpoint. Let's hear Have it. you ever used the stratagem Wrath of the Lion? No. Allow me. Okay. Allow. All right, me. let's go. This is because this is us only. Nobody else gets this. Not the Ultra Smurfs. Not the Space yeah. Doggos. So, just us. Wrath Line is two CP. Use it in your command phase if a combat doctrine is active. Until start of the next command phase, each time a Dark Angel model from your army makes an attack with a weapon specified by the active doctrine, an unmodified wound roll of six improves the armor penetration characteristic by one. This is cumulative okay, so with the combat can... doctrine. So yeah. So you can so get around it. You can okay, kind of. Nice get around it as a dark angel. Oh, this is good. Right? This is in deep. the tactical doctrine. In the tactical doctrine, you can and uh, you can throw you can throw a lot of heat. <laughs> so um how does this so defensively how does this benefit us? Things I think you need to look at. I think you need to look at things that have a native two up save. Obviously yep. terminators. That's where we'll, we'll come back to the terminator discussion because I want to have that discussion. Um I'm looking at centurions. Yeah. Dark angel centurions don't have core, but the fact that they're so dark cool. angels mitigates that to an extent because if they stand still, they get plus one to hit, which is effectively the same as a reroll. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact, and they're toughness five with a two up save, and they're ignoring the first point of AP, and you put them in cover. And remember, Centurions always benefit from um, Bolter Discipline to maximum range. So, Hurricane Bolters yeah. are. Right? Yeah. And when they punch things, they're going to do a lot of damage. So, yeah, especially the assault the, ones. So, especially good. the assault and the assault ones are cheap enough to warrant taking. So, because the Devastator Centurions yeah. are yeah, pricey. pricey, but so yeah, I would look at Centurions again. Uh, I would look at, like I said, I would look at Land Raiders. Um, I have my Imperial Armor Compendium out here, and I started to thumb through it before we were doing the show, looking yeah. for stuff that has a two-up save. Most of it's like ridiculous heavy stuff that yeah, yeah, no yeah. one like I'm not going to sit here and recommend you guys playing Astraeus with a straight face <laughs> but um, honestly what does have a 2 up save that is a little more accessible Sikarans okay you've never seen Sikaran um, they're 10 power level they're, they're 180 points that's um, not bad I have, I have strongly considered picking up a Sikaran Omega uh, I think is what it is where does that thing go 
because a Sakar and Omega is the one. There it is. Sakar and Omega. 14 wounds, 2-up save, 3-plus ballistic skill, so it hits on 2s if it doesn't move. Yeah. And once again, effectively, it has a 4 or 5-up in depending on what you're shooting at it. Uh, it has an Omega Plasma Ray that is heavy 6, strength 8, AP 3, 2 flat damage. That's not bad. Which is a great target for weapons in the Dark Age. Oh, yep, exactly. Um, I have, so, that's why I bought a, I bought a Boat Dreadnought. Boop. Instead. Yeah. Because it's minus one damage, and it has a five up interval. <laughs> yeah. Um, instead of a Sakaar, and I was like, I need a, I need a heavy, like a, a two flat damage platform. Um, but Sakaran might not be a bad choice, right? Yeah. That's if you're going to get a cool forge rule model, Sakaran might fit with that. Um, let's so, say the. Uh, go ahead. One thing I, I wanted to hit at real quick, because uh, you were talking about things being in cover. Uh, this is something that always annoys me when I think about playing the game. In a way, is the is the theory hammer of like, oh yeah, so terminators in cover with armor of contempt. Everyone's like, oh, they have a a one a zero up save. And you don't need the storm shield. You don't need the blah blah blah. Okay, that's cool. The counter I have to that is: What tournament have you played at? Is there where you can stand your whole squad in cover and be on an objective at the same time? Well, well, what happens there is you you put two guys in cover and the rest yeah. on the objective, and all you resolve all the shots at the guy in cover first. Um, and with a zero up save. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I and I and I get that. Yeah. Uh, it's just like when you, especially when you look at the GW open boards. Yeah, like you're literally going to have one or two guys that have that zero up and cover because everybody mm -hmm. else has got to stand out in the open and get shot at. And so that's where I'm kind of like I would temper some of the theory hammer of like the outrage because the because it's the outrage of oh we can't have this this is dumb that's upsetting because think about the uh, I had to go look up the next couldn't remember what they called them but the invader ATVs. Remember when everyone got mad at the theory of them being able to be brought back by an apothecary, so GW FAQ'd it so you couldn't? Yeah. Like, do you actually know somebody that owns three of those? Let, I do. Maybe even one. Sorry. Oh, you do? Okay, you have three? Okay, I don't know anybody that owns a single one of those. I thought about buying one just to say that I had one in my collection. I've never considered playing them really before they did the FAQ, and then afterwards I was like, I'm not touching these with a 10-foot pole. I, and that's one I of those things them, where, like, the theory hammer was a little too too much. I, I bought them because I thought they would look cool, and uh, yeah, yeah, and I wanted them as like a as a as a DACA platform because the the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. rotary cannon on them, and it actually turned out pretty good because I was scrambling oh, for multi meltas to uh, finish yeah. out fitting my my tornadoes, and the multi melta on that thing is basically a pintle mount. That is a pretty good fit for a land speeder, if you know what I'm talking Ooh, about. And it does not degrade your ability parts. to build it with the preferred DACA loadout on the on on the on the ATV. So I that's cool. Clipped all those out, threw them on my thing, and that's what I use them for. Um, I've still got that's some good hobby advice. Couple boxes of them that are open right down here. Nice. But actually, that's where all three of them are right down there. But yeah, the yeah, um, I, I agree that. Yes, in cover, it's going to be hard to dig Terminators out. You're not always going to be able to stand in cover, right? Yep. Um, once again, Dark Angels have a way around that. This is the counterpoint to why I said I, I'm kind of maybe leaning away from Talonmasters because their guns aren't yep. going to do enough. Uh, Talonmasters, if you remember the no escape rule, Talonmasters can 
let yep. a Ravenwing core unit ignore cover against something. And that Ravenwing core unit is your multi-melt attack bike that has an AP4 <laughs> multi-melt on it. Yep. So in Devastator Doctrine on turn one, that's an AP5. Yep. And that will be like, oh, hey, that's cute that you've got Space Marines in cover. I'm AP5. I ignore that cover. And he's dead. I don't care. Yep. He's dead. <laughs> so yeah, that um, solves it. Yeah. I've heard people talk about Devastator squads. Devastator squads are now survival enough because you are yeah. going to put a Devastator squad in, in cover and, and give them an Overwatch position. And that is a that's a thing, right? Um, With the plus one I, to I, hit and then you get another plus one to hit on one guy. Yeah, I th that's going to be good. Yeah, I, I think that I think that uh, Devastator squads for a lot of Marines are going to come back. A lot of people are talking that uh, Salamanders because you can't reroll wounds against Salamanders. That's what they got as a... Um, as a consolation that their chapter tactic became everybody's rule is yeah. now you can't reroll wounds against them. Um, but that's, that's good. Still pretty good. That's still really good. I don't mind that at all. And uh, a lot of people talking good about blood angels because we're talking about stuff that has a native two up save being really powerful. Yeah. Well, sorry to tell you that sanguinary guard have a native two up save. Ooh, so, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh boy. So, um, they're going to start them on cover. Once again, your AP5 ignore cover uh, attack bikes. That ignore cover rule just became really relevant because people yeah. are going to be hounded for that stuff. So, yeah. Well, and I think it helps Death Company too since they cannot take uh, the shields the way that Vanguard vets can. So now your Death Company yeah. are more survivable. Mm -hmm. So you'll see yes. more of those. And I also think yep. this is where you're going to see in sort of like as a counter meta play, we're going to see more Death Watch because the second I heard this rule came out, the first thing I thought of is, oh, Firstborns are going to live longer. Wait, what's a Firstborn unit that can manipulate their AP so they can work around this but will be more survivable because of this? And I immediately went to Death Watch. Death Watch, yeah. So I would be surprised with more Xenos coming out and this Armored Contempt rule uh, that Firstborn uh, Death Watch kill team showing up because they can actually play into this Armored Contempt meta and like mess with it a lot because they were like, yeah, I'm just going to take the gun that shoots better. Yeah. Um, as far as so as far as effectiveness of this, I was not able to play a game this week because like I said I was sick. But right, uh, I have played. So one of my common opponents out here is a Yandan player, and Yandan uh, is their their thing is they get ignore the first point of AP on AP one or two. Yeah. And it is frustrating shooting at a <laughs> at a Wraith Lord or Wraith Blades that are already minus one damage and now they're ignore the first point of AP. Yeah. It is frustrating. So knowing that everyone's gonna be having the same you know issue with us is is really good. Yeah. Um so moving on to Terminators. I so I think that Relic Terminators are are really kind of in a sweet spot right now. Um, because, one, what was the natural predator of Terminators? Honestly, the thing that made Terminators uh, like kind of start to fall in favor a bit was Drakari. It was mass yeah. squads of witches that are throwing boatloads of AP-1 that spikes to AP-3. Yeah. Well, now we ignore all that first point of AP minus one, and the AP minus three is going to get capped at AP minus two, which means yep. I'm still taking a four up save against it. Yep. I've basically got a storm shield now. Yep. So cool. Right. Um, and I'm taking, and, and like I said, mathematically, the way to beat two up armor is to make them take a three up save instead of a two up save. 
and the amount of yep. dice you get to roll with with stuff that has an AP minus one is just so much higher, right? It's it's really yep. really you know throughput. Um, so that's going to really mitigate a lot of that. Uh, so relic terminators, just regular old Deathwing terminators, are basically almost as survivable as storm shields anyway against the stuff that really kills terminators, and they have ranged weapons to shoot back with, and also. Don't sleep on chain fists. Remember what the profile oh, yeah, for yeah. chain fist is? Chain fists yeah, are like power four. fists that are AP minus four. Yeah. Uh, and they're also what is the profile? Uh, D three damage, but then they do flat three against a vehicle. Flat three against a vehicle. So yep. real spicy to have a couple of those in it in each squad. Um, a relic terminator with a chain fist and a combi bolter. 39 points. That's not bad. You take five of those guys for for 195. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Not bad at all, right? Not bad at all. So I have I have um, like a formula of like if I can make a good unit for was it less than between 10 to 20% with 15% of my points being the sweet spot. Like, that's mm -hmm. where I want to... If I can build a unit that can sit in there and do a lot for that sweet spot, it means I can run about... Just about 10, right? If you do it right, you can run 10 units in that sweet spot, points-wise. You've got a good list. I can't remember where I heard this, like, what podcast or who it's said it. But somebody but somebody yeah. said that a long time ago that I heard, where they're like, you know, you only really want a unit to be about... 10 to 20 percent of your army on on a level and i've been building things that way for a long time which is why i really steered away from like the super big terminator squads for a long mm -hmm. time because they violated that rule it's one of the reasons i don't play mecha things like knights because they obviously violate like, you can't not do that but i also am not that's not my thing like aesthetically like battle robots you know, i'm not a battle mm -hmm. tech guy not my thing i like infantry i want to play with infantry uh and, That's the Napoleonics but, in Yasakin right there. Yeah. Everybody knows big yeah. stompy robots are cool. I yeah. won't hear I won't hear a bad word said about them. <laughs> uh, but obviously they break that rule, so don't apply it to them. Uh, if you do like them, like just disregard this. But yeah, being in that one ninety five point range, I'm like, yep, yeah, that's a good unit. Yeah, five of do. those, um, or once again, you can take two of them, or sorry, a, a ten man squad for just under four hundred combat squad them into two five man squads. They're going to be obsec in the in the correct attachment. Yep. Uh, with and once again, you can mix have three lightning claws and two storm and two chain fists, um, yep. and that'll drop the price by fifteen points. So that's hundred eighty. That's one hundred eighty points. Yeah, that's good. Which is I like it. That's a that's a very very. <laughs> that, and we're about to get unit. ten of them uh, when this horse heresy box drops because there's supposed to be ten yep. of them in there. Buy stock, buy stock. Yeah, and those things. Yeah, get 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 your hands on if you can. So yeah, um, the this is a great time because like, boom, game shook up. Everything's got a whole yep. new lease on life. You know, the old king is dead. The custodes have fallen. Tau, Long I don't know. I had never played against them. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Harlequins, you know, the freaking stupid boats got a forty something point nerf. Sorry, thirty five point nerf. So they're forty percent more expensive now. So you're not gonna see nine. You might see six, um, yeah. which is still scary, but. All the Harlequin's swords are AP minus one. Now they're AP minus two, or now they were AP you know AP minus one two. Now they're AP zero or one. So yeah. it's going to make all your stuff a lot more survivable. 
Well, um, and and a, and a lot of the Harlequin stuff is for anyone that I've seen talk about playing against them. It's the same thing. It always it's always been you just overload them, make them roll four up saves. They're not going to make all of them. They will eventually die. It's just making sure you sequence your shots to blow up the, make sure the boat blows up. And then when it blows up, you have enough shots left over that aren't declared in another unit to then kill the guys that come out. Like you just got to shoot them at distance and just bury them in dice. And, and that's, this is where it's making me think about like getting my assault terminator intercessors out again. Cause right. Cause now that they have armor and contempt, they effectively have a two up armor save, right? And sure. they, five of them throw a lot of dice and they can fight twice. So mm-hmm. if you can, yeah. You know, this will help. I think I'm going to start running mine again because in this world of I just need dice. Because that's how people kill me. My buddy, I keep talking about Chris, but I hate playing Chris because Chris has really figured out this game is about throwing dice. As money as possible. Doesn't matter what the problem is. I'm just going to throw dice. He's like, Deathwing Terminators, don't care how many of them there are. I'm just going to throw Berserkers at them, fight three times with guys that are, you know, and it's like 120 dice. Pick up that whole squad. I don't care what your armor save is. Yep. Uh, and it's like, I'm tired of people doing that to me, and I want to do it to them. And with Armor of Contempt, I think that opens that up for Assault Intercessors again. And I'm excited for, about that. From a modeling perspective, um, like mathematically modeling perspective, the more dice you throw, the more consistent and predictable your, your yep. outcomes become. Um, so, yeah. yeah um, listen, whole, like, a whole green wing range has a whole new lease on life. All your dreadnoughts... Uh, now basically have a five of invul save uh, against everything except multi melters. So yeah. it's a it's an exciting world out there. So yeah. I would love go to hear what fun. you guys are coming up with. Yeah, go out yeah, and have fun. That's what yeah, I love about let's, this. Time. Let's jam. Let's see what happens. All right, are we ready for the monthly challenge then? Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, we were supposed to build <laughs> up to five hundred points and maybe paint them. Oh uh, it's, no! It's, you mentioned Deployonics earlier. I was I thought I had to go do an event next weekend, and the rule was everything had to be painted that you brought. And there was a unit of French cuirassiers, the heavy cavalry with the big breastplates or whatever that yeah, I've been working on since is, before yeah. before Christmas. Like before Christmas, I started painting them, and they kept having Deathwing Terminators jump in front of them in the line for tournaments. And I literally finished them this last week. And I was on such a hobby high from like, oh my god, these things are done. That like I started working on more, and it's just because like it, it just been such an albatross on my neck hobby wise for months. And they're done. They're I'm like, yes, they're sealed. They're in the foam. I'm gonna get. Enough. And then I realized that like once you said, hey, when you do this data site podcast, I was like, oh, I'm just not gonna get 500 stuff point. It's just not gonna happen. I'm not gonna get 500 points of the stuff built by Friday. And I was like, you know, instead of like rushing it and ruining it, because the things I have to build are those wonderful dreadnoughts you sent me at Christmas. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, uh, was it the guy for the Honest Wargamer says, slap chop build Forge World Dreadnoughts <laughs> for Friday. And, uh, you know, to, I, just, I just can't. Like, I understand I don't want to lose a hobby challenge, but I also don't want to waste good models trying to build them too fast. And I was like, you know what? I'll just take the L. I'm a man. I can take an L. I accept it. Uh, I'll just come back on the next month uh, when we have the, you know, just just do it better next time. Yeah, I definitely lost. Um, I got the three uh, other Terminators, or sorry, uh, Land Speeders converted. And I got, so I, I got, the, I, I finished building this one freaking Storm Speeder. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, it would probably, if you were generous, it would probably add up to like, 440 if we're going to oh, count those other, but 
Um, That's close. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to claim it because I didn't build those three land speeders. I slapped a different weapon on them. So oh, okay. yeah, that's so we're not going there. And I was listen. I was I was I was pretty sick this last week, uh, yeah, yeah. and I was not able to do a whole lot. But as I was really trying to get ready for this con that we're going, that I'm going to yeah. tomorrow. Oh God, well, I'm how- not ready. <laughs> I don't have enough stuff. Oh uh, so man. How- so how about this? We're gonna have bonus weeks this week because we are okay. filming early, right? True. And how yeah. about that, we that's, give what, I was, that's what I was banking on. Yeah, I thought we were. So, I didn't know we were filming a full episode. I thought we were going to be like, let's talk about Daz Slayton out. So I was like, not even starting to bring this up. <laughs> uh, so, so I. How about we do this? So let's say for next month, let's say we paint. Okay. 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 And every every hundred points up to five hundred points is five bucks. We have a chance to make up for this month with by painting a bunch in the next six weeks. Or so, sure. based on our normal things. So that way we have a normal. chance to make up for failing this month. Uh, but it's also not an all or nothing kind of thing. We're like, you know, we can we can get there. You know, you paint a squad sense. of guys. Like it. It's it's equals a normal month's worth of, of I'll take points. It. I'll awesome. take it, all yeah. Right. Let's do it. Let's do that. Anybody else at home, that's the deal. Paint up to 500 points. Uh, let's see what we can do. All right, so going to community interaction. We have Commander After Hours. A couple days ago, he was looking at our March episode that I got out and he had a question for us about uh, here. I says, I had a question for you guys in the Deathwing Vanguard detachment or relic terminators obsec as well. I assume they are, but I don't know. Thanks. And I think you answered this yep, uh, I did. In, the, in the comments. What was your answer? Heath? I said, uh, yeah, they absolutely are. Yeah. Relic terminators are definitely obsec. Deathwing knights are not, but pretty much all the rest of the Deathwing stuff is. Yep, and then I think in reply to that was, that's great news. Swapping out one more unit. I've got a game coming up. He says he's new to 40K, so welcome to the hobby. Uh, 2K points, i got 10 Relic Termies the list already, in the list already. Uh, but I think I'm going to add another 5. It's a Deathwing Detachment, of course. 35 Magnetized Termies. Lol, I just used the Imperium Wing Deathwing Knight Talbert Robe thing to make a relic terminators uh they came out cool. oh okay i see what he's saying he took the uh the deathwing knight okay chassis and then built them but still built them look like so they have the robe so they still look sort of that's cool yeah i wouldn't mind seeing yeah, pictures like of that, that. Yeah, yeah yeah that's that sounds cool and props for magnetizing that number that amount of terminators <laughs> that is a that is not a small undertaking so hats off to you sir well played i think i've mentioned this before the coolest magnetized thing i've seen is this guy had a metal rack in his house he had all of the shoulders and arms on his guys magnetized mm-hmm. and he had his guys on his shelf right with their arms and then all the extra arms were just put you know pinned up against or magnet magnetized up against the metal railing so he could just like sit there and, and pop everything on and off on all of his his oh, like, even his intercessors yeah yeah, yeah. stop making us all look line. bad uh, but that was, all that's this pretty cool. He probably had squad markings painted on all of them too, didn't he? Well, he does have an airbrush, <laughs> and he airbrushed them all white, and then like did some combat yeah. damage. So like, there's some things he could do. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, when you only have that space marine army, I mean, that's I'm, also I'm not fair. He was he has he had some other jealous of, on, but it was good and filled it with rage cool. at people who paint squad markings on their guys. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Uh, sounds like we have a man. hobby challenge for the future there, Heath, because I don't oh, do it God either. Dang it. No. <laughs> okay. I need it for I need it for Adepticon so I can get those theme points. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this month's episode of the Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast. Our next episode will come out uh, probably early June. That will be labeled the May episode, given Heath and I time to actually get a, a hobby challenge done. Uh, until then, please uh, subscribe, like, and comment below if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on your preferred podcasting service. Last but not least, we'd like to thank Mobile Planet for the use of their music. Until next time, I'm Bailey from Dankless War Gaming, rapping is... Other Realms Hawaii. Alright, this is Heath with Table War Hawaii. <laughs> Stay loyal, angels. <laughs> <laughs>